0: We are creating a platform for those who are curious. One that tells the story from the artist's perspective. Moments in time captured from the innovators who are reshaping dance, music, theater, and the visual arts. This is The Working Artist Project.
1: Today on The Working Artist Project, I have the one and only Kelly Green. Kelly and I, we had a great time talking about the piano her family, Florida, New York. We also really got into a discussion about the Me Too movement and how it affected her and how she decided to respond to that movement. We also talked a great deal about what it's like for her as a woman playing music in New York City and the barriers and challenges that she faces and how she overcomes those things. Man, we we had a great conversation uh, about her music, about her life, and about where she's going so guys, sit back, relax and enjoy this episode the of the Working Artist Project. Change.
0: Feelings remain. And though life moves on, my heart still holds you near.
1: I want to welcome the one and only Kelly Green to the Working Artist Project.
0: Hello. Thanks for having me. This is awesome.
1: Yeah, man. It's going to be fun. So for you guys who don't know, well, you know, because I just gave an intro, but Kelly <laughs> Kelly is a wonderful piano player living here in New York, originally from Florida. But I want to give my audience an opportunity to get to know you. So if you could just, you know, tell us your story.
0: Well, uh, as a kid, I loved watching these little videos on TV with my mom before YouTube. Wow when there was still VHS back in
1: 1991 exactly (laughs) actually
0: very accurate yes um but yeah I would sing along all the little songs you know I knew all the songs so when I was seven around seven my dad asked me what I wanted to do and I said I wanted to be a singer I wanted to take voice lessons but as a kid you know they don't always recommend taking voice lessons because your voice is going to change etc oh, okay okay and also my dad is a wonderful bassist ah, so i didn't know that oh yeah, yeah okay. so he knows i grew up with a studio in our house actually funny funny story when i was three he was messing around in the studio trying to figure some stuff out so he had me go in and sing something the first heard time i heard my voice recorded i got mad <laughs> And I like, he was holding me on his lap and I stamped my foot down and I stepped right on the wrong spot and he dropped me against the wall. (laughs) (laughs) So that was fun. But uh, yeah, so then I started taking piano lessons and I had a little piano that went like attached to the computer back Mm -hmm. before MIDI even. It was like this miracle piano method. It was called, I had little ducks on a, on a staff and you had to, I'd never heard of this before. Yeah, it was like really old school. It was like the old computer, the old Mac with the extra hard drive on the bottom attached and then the extra thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Before the iMac, everything like that. Um, Yeah. And then I took piano lessons from age seven. Okay. And I got into jazz when I was 11. I mean, my parents always took me to festivals and I always saw live music and I was always a little kid dancing around. I'm still the little kid dancing around. Let's be real. But... (laughs)
1: All right, let's get to the meat of this, man. We're really here today to talk about your brand new record. What's the name of it?
0: It's called Life Rearranged. <sighs> I love that
1: title. <laughs> <laughs> and just so y'all know, like, that's my favorite song on a record. You know what I mean? It's, 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 you got you to listen to that one. It's, it's fucking phenomenal, you know?
0: You heard it in its first iteration.
1: Yeah, I heard it first. <laughs> it's so, true. Yeah, it's dope. So Life Rearranged, what does that mean? Like, what, how did you get inspired to uh, write that song and to create this record?
0: well you know just through life experience yeah so i had moved because i moved here with a boyfriend at the time and we had actually known each other from jazz camp my father and i went to jazz camp every year and um his father is a bassist as well and he's a bassist so it was like this big bass hang but i it, you know for my whole life i thought that we would be together forever and uh so when we when it didn't quite work out we're still great friends by the way great person it just you know it was time for us to be on our own really and so it was a hard decision but it was for the better I think and I learned a lot and I have learned a lot from being on my own and when but it was very sad it was very painful you know having thought something for over half my life and then having it turned around and nope. That's not there anymore. So I was learning some voicings and working on different things on the piano. Mm -hmm. My new, well, not my new piano, but my used piano (laughs) in my new room (laughs) and the wooden floors and the way these voicings spoke to me, the first two chords of the song. um, And I just was very emotional about it. They just really spoke to me. And uh, then the song wrote itself for sure.
1: And so, you know, just so y'all know, Kelly... Also sing. She kind of alluded to that earlier. But, <laughs> but this is one with lyrics. And so where did you also write the lyrics and the music at the same time? Or was that two different things happening?
0: Yep. They came all at once. And that's okay. mostly how my music mm-hmm. comes as well. The song and the lyrics usually come together. Mm-hmm. The songs, my music, for me personally, it writes itself. I feel I might not be a great uh, composition teacher because... <laughs> I wouldn't know what to say. I mean, my music is inspired by real life situations that I've been through, and sounds, and it's very spiritual.
1: Yeah, for sure. All music is spiritual, though, man, and emotional. You know, and people who don't write music like that. Well, it should. Mean, be. It should be right, <laughs> yeah, man. Like they're just doing math,
0: man. Yeah,
1: you know, I'm not like into that. for for me too. Like your music, I can when I listen to the record, I hear all of that. You know, I feel it takes me on an emotional journey. And so it's fun to listen to because it's like, wow, I listen to this song and I feel sad or I listen to a different, I feel happy or stressed, you know, like, you know, you have so much stuff on the record. And one thing that you do that, in my opinion, is very different is you play what we like to call, I hate to call this with man jazz or like Groy jazz, very oh, yeah. intense, <laughs> you said this before. very intense jazz, but also you find a way to bring the lyrics in to bring like a person who's not necessarily into John Coltrane. Or, or some more of the intense jazz and they can also listen to this record like what, what was your inspiration for doing that and, and what is that process like?
0: It's very interesting that you say all those things and it makes me it brings me such joy because those are my goals that's exactly what I want to do I want to bring people together and uh, unity through community mm. is my new okay my new thing um, I've been reading Randy Weston's autobiography. And uh, he was very into African culture and bringing Africa into the forefront as a beautiful place that brings people together. That's that has so many different cultures within it, and bringing that out in music and in people. And I I would I strive to do something similar, you know, for for the whole world. You know, just uniting everybody and and making it feel like we're all a part of a community. There's no difference between. You and I, we look completely different, but it but it doesn't matter. We're all siblings of of the earth, you know, Mm -hmm. so um, and I and I feel, yeah, people tend to do the same thing with music as they do with a lot of things. Oh, that's oh, that's quote unquote man jazz or oh, that's. John Coltrane, oh, that's too intense for me. I don't like that. Or, oh, you know, or on the other side of things, if it's not bebop, if it's not straight ahead swing, I don't want to hear it, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think drawing these lines culturally and musically is not, you know, we should all be attempting at least to see things in someone else's perspective and try to understand the way that they feel. Mm -hmm. And I think and that's partially why I have that the ambient sounds of like traveling on the record in between because I said to myself, man, yeah, one tune is like, you know, culture shock, real intense, right, just right, blowing, right. no yeah. lyrics, and then the next tune is just swinging Sunday in New York. <laughs> right. How can I tie that together? You know? Mm-hmm. But music and life is a journey. And it's not all one way or the other.
1: Yeah. Fucking right, man. You never, <laughs> know. You never know what's gonna happen out here. Man. You
0: don't. And so you have to kind of roll with the punches and go with the flow. And that's kind mm-hmm. of life rearranged. Yeah. You know, that's that's what it is. It's mm-hmm constantly being rearranged the only constant is change Mm. so why not embrace it
1: another thing i think people sometimes don't think about uh, who aren't musicians and you know we have to choose people to play with you know and you got some bad dudes on this record Uh like how did you how did you pick these people like what what stood out about their personalities that you knew was going to bring your music to life
0: well originally when i started hanging that was september 27 2016 um was it no it was 2015 i started really hanging all the time because i was in new york city you mean yeah that's when i i had lived here for about a year before i started really hanging and hitting sessions because i was under the security blanket of you know this other person that i had with me and so i was like always like it was a great thing it was a comforting thing it was like okay cool like i have him and his friends and like we have a community through ourselves but i wasn't myself people Mm. would be like oh you're so-and-so's girlfriend I got you. Oh, hey. Oh, you're so-and-so's girlfriend. I was like, yeah, my name is Kelly. Like, it's (laughs) it's an actual, I'm an actual human being. I'm a person. My own entity. Right. And on top of it, I'm a musician, which Mm -hmm. was a point of contingency. It was like, you know, Mm -hmm. it was kind of like, oh, you know, it was hard to feel that I had my own person, my -hmm. own personality. Now, it's like, oh, you're Kelly Green. You play piano, right? Or, oh, you sing, right? I saw you do this or that. Right, right. Oh, yeah, that's me. Yeah. You know, so it's really nice to feel that I'm I'm myself now, Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. and so I started really hanging at that time, going to Smalls all the time, Mm -hmm. and I started checking out Jonathan Barber's band, and I started checking out Joe Vaughn, you know, and this music excited me so much. Matt Dowanzik, his beat man, woo, these guys (laughs) like they make me so happy. I would go every week, Mm -hmm. and I would just watch them. Uh, They did this one MLK day um tribute mm-hmm. and they had a didgeridoo oh wow and i just remember like the whole place was elevating you know and i've read herbie's book and he was talking about m1 Dishi and how they elevated you yeah. know and i felt like i was there and i was like that's what i want to do yeah yeah you know and you can't you have no control as a side man i mean you do in a way but like you can't just be like oh i'm gonna be in that band and then just be in that band it's not how it works there's you know you have to pay tribute you have to you know, be around for a long time before you can just be in people's bands. Yeah, so I course. said, why not just make my own band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I saw Mike Troy also down at Smalls playing his butt off, like playing so much like soul and energy, and I love his tone and and his like like recklessness within constraints. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what jazz is in general. Like it's like this openness to be free, but within a context, within a form that we can all relate into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so I heard Mike Troy and I said, oh, he's, why am I singing these parts? This is ridiculous. I'm already playing. Let's make this all <laughs> instrumental. It's a sextet now. Yeah. And of course, Josh Evans and his band right, with right. those guys and all of his music. That was the uh, one of the other bands I was checking out and Jovan's mm-hmm. band. So I was checking out all these guys in this similar vein and realizing that that's the kind of music that I wanted to make.
1: Yeah, yeah, so you pulled them together. That's great. I mm-hmm. want to backtrack because you just made a, a point that I don't want to lose. And you were just talking about being your own entity and being yourself and getting lost inside of someone else's personality while you're in a relationship. Like, if you had advice for some young women coming up, what would that be to avoid that situation going forward, but also to be invested in the relationship?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it all out myself, you know? It's it's a real jungle out here <laughs> in New York City. It's really uh everybody's focused and energy towards what they're doing, which is a beautiful beautiful thing and it's very inspiring to all of us to be having something that we are looking forward to doing. And like that everybody's pushing their goals because everywhere is not like that. You know, in Florida it's more chill, I mean, for yeah, sure. Of and a lot of other places You know, there's not that sense of urgency, Mm -hmm. like, I need to play this music, I need to do it right, I need to learn all these tunes, you know, I need to play with all these different people and be inspired, you know, that's what's beautiful, and I think um, to embrace that, yeah, young women, please, if I had to say, respect yourself. Hmm. I've seen instances where girls are just like hanging all over guys, and it's like, to me, you know, I'm a little bit older now, I'm not old by any means but you know i was there in college and i and i think and i've seen it happen so many times where just women they almost do it to themselves Hmm. not always you know and some guys can be this way as well Mm -hmm. it's not Mm -hmm. a complete blanket statement i'm not into that (laughs) but but you know i have seen it time and time again please just respect yourself and 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 have integrity with the words that you say and the actions that you You can be friendly. You can be nice, you know, and if you like someone, don't be afraid to let them know. I mean, I'm saying that (laughs) I wish I I was more like that, too. But, you know, we all have goals. So just respect yourself. And then if you are in a relationship, this is what I hope to gain when I someday find someone lovely to be able to explore this with. Um, You know, I want to be able to. Have my own life and have the things that I do, and be, still be able to prioritize my time, but also be able to enjoy time with that person, and have that be a special time with us that's mm-hmm. separate mm-hmm. from the rest of my crazy life that's going
1: on. Oh yeah, for sure.
0: You know, and then treat them special, and 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 listen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number one thing I tell my students: two things. Number one is respect, and number two is listen. Mm. Because everybody wants to be listened to.
1: I like that. So y'all listen up, man. Take some notes and uh... (laughs) you can avoid. I mean, you know, it's good to hear other people's take on it because you can avoid some things. You're like, oh, that's interesting. I I can avoid this because I know a little bit more now. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: and don't settle. Don't Mm. just wait. You will waste your time and you will feel that you could have done more. Mm. Focus on what you're passionate about and the person that can see the light in you that you see the light in them will hopefully come one day. I can't speak from personal experience yet, but I know he's out there. Oh, hey. <laughs> I,
1: I want to switch gears a little bit to into, sure. into a more a, like this is serious, but a little bit more serious mm-hmm. matter. And we, we talked about it a little bit earlier, the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. And I know in jazz, you know, like women, every woman I've talked to with the exception of one has said that she's had. Uh, an experience with sexual harassment or feeling uncomfortable because of uh, male insens- insensitivity or just blatant disrespect towards them. Mm-hmm. Like, have you felt that within this community? And if you have, like, how do you <laughs> how do you <laughs> how do you navigate? I'm sorry. How yeah. do you navigate it without murder? You know.
0: Yeah, you know, it's a thing. It's a very, it's a thing, and I always, I almost always avoid talking about it. To be honest, because. You know, I I just try to have an equal respect for everyone. And I'm aware too that men also deal with this same exact thing. Where women who might be aggressive, I mean it's just it's kind of it might just be genetic, you know, that men can sometimes just be more aggressive and more confident in themselves and that women might not be as confident and as aggressive but it can be either way mm-hmm. i've seen some very aggressive women <laughs> and i've seen some guys get gigs because the person who books it is a woman who thinks the guy is cute or whatever whatever etc mm-hmm. list goes on yeah, of and of course i've dealt with this but through having integrity in myself and and self-worth and saying like i know that like regardless of if i do this or that or whatever I've always thought to myself, I want to do this the right way. Mm -hmm. I want to do this in the most like musical way and like spiritual way possible, you know, and I don't want it to be because I'm a woman, because I did this or that with this person or that person. I want it to be because I'm telling a story that's important that needs to be told and shared and that people can relate to. I think it's important that everyone is sensitive to every human being. It's not guys need to be more sensitive to women or women need to to be more sensitive to men. It's like everyone needs to be, and especially there's a a big gay culture and there's like homophobia and then there's like racism and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's it's all the same to me, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just like we are all humans. We have a spirit inside and we want to be listened to and express ourselves and just be happy. The Me Too thing is like I didn't really participate because... I think it's much, much deeper than that.
1: Hmm. What do you mean?
0: I I I think through education we can fix it. You know, just showing an equal representation of all the people that have contributed to our society, um, with like the food that we eat, the clothes we wear, everything that we consume, and the music. You know, how many people talk about Mary Lou Williams? Right, right. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Melba Liston, and the list goes on and on. You know, Shirley Scott, Shirley Horn, like Dorothy Donegan. I mean, Hazel Scott, all these all these amazing, amazing, you know, female piano players and and instrumentalists and not just vocalists. Oh, hey. How many times have people said, oh, hey, you're you. Are you a singer? (laughs) Like, which is I am a singer, which is kind of funny. I'm like, yeah, but I can also like tell you all the changes and play this tune in any key. So and write something new. Like, you know, it's just funny. But it's also kind of empowering because I'm like, okay, yeah, you can think whatever you want, but I'm gonna just do what I'm gonna do. And uh, if you like it, great. And if not, I'm sorry. Right. I can maybe lead you towards something you will like.
1: (laughs) You know. Yeah, that's. I like the way. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah. What do you think is the thing that's gonna propel women to the forefront, so that people don't think like, oh, she's just a singer or
0: Maria Schneider, Esperanza Spalding. Okay. Terry Lynn Carrington. Kelly Green. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I hope so, man. Put my name next to those people would be fabulous. Um yeah, I just think just continuing to be strong individuals and um having artistic visions and ideas mm-hmm. and creating your original music as well as paying homage to the lineage and the history is the the way we can and I I almost just don't like talking about it because by talking about it in a way we're promulgating it hmm. I think I think it's just like we're all humans so let's just go out there and do our thing you yeah know? man
1: but it, it it would that would work if everyone else was like that too but that's mm-hmm. not how the world works mm-hmm. unfortunately right you know in, right in,
0: in, in the- as I said through education I believe mm-hmm. you know if we just continue to show respect to the women the female figures. As well as the male figures and put them side by side rather than this is a month for Women's History Month. It's like, no, how about all the time? Right, yeah. You know, just put them alongside, Mm -hmm, always. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, that is very interesting. It's good. First of all, it's good to have a Women's History Month. mm -hmm. It's good, but we also need to recognize that women are doing great things every day.
0: You know, I think everybody hasn't, uh, you know, equal opportunity to speak their mind and have opinions and have ideas and Mm. contribute to society i used to maybe kind of feel slightly like oh man maybe it would be easier if i was a guy really but 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 then i said no i'm gonna embrace i'm gonna embrace what i have because Mm. you know that's all you can do
1: yeah i like that you gotta embrace what you got and just keep it like don't make excuses for yourself no rise above the bullshit
0: oh my god you know yeah and of course i've man at willie p even i would come home and i would just be so sad feeling like i would never be good enough because you know maybe i wasn't on this person's recital or this person didn't ask me to play a session or some stupid stuff and that's advice for like any young musicians like in school it's like sometimes you're not gonna find your crew until you're out of school yeah like i just found my trio you know, and that makes me happier than anything,
1: <laughs> you know, in life. You have to try not to let the things that don't actually matter affect you emotionally and spiritually, mm-hmm. you know, because you can get caught up, especially with Instagram and Facebook and all this stuff. God. You can get caught up in this world of make believe where people like, first of all, everyone's beautiful on there because they put their you know, they put their best clothes on and they make a video for five seconds. And You know, it's, it's not real. You know, they show you that gig, you know, but we don't know how many gigs. It might be the only gig they play in six months. You know, you don't actually know. And it might
0: actually suck. (laughs) It might be
1: terrible. They might even hate the gig, you know. So it's kind of you have to get deep within yourself and make sure that you're happy with what you're doing. And that's the only thing that really matters. And project light and love. And then it's all good.
0: Absolutely. Projecting light and love is a great statement because... I feel that, you know, especially in New York, people don't look at each other and smile and say, how you doing today? Yeah, You know, and then when I'm somewhere else, I get caught off guard. I'm like, oh, hi. You're like, yeah. oh, good. <laughs> like this is, you know, somebody said to me as a word of advice when I moved to Harlem, don't make eye contact with people. And I mean, I couldn't believe it. I, I, I never realized I did it. Walking down the street, every single person I made eye contact with. And I was like, oh, someone said not to do that. Don't do that. <laughs> you know and uh and it's it's oh, really weird it's interesting cuz new york it is is it is a scary place and there are crazy people i got punched in the face randomly once like what i mean i was fine she didn't hurt me she was this tiny little woman um but you like gotta you got know, to tell the story no. well i mean i was just walking on um right up above smoke jazz club on mm-hmm. broadway and probably like 109 or something like that walking by the west side market and this random woman i guess she didn't like my hat or something who knows Didn't like the look on my face. I didn't even make eye contact with her either, but she just like punched me in the face out of nowhere. And I was just like, oh, are you serious? Like, I just looked at her and was like, are you serious right now? She was like, yeah, F you. What are you going to do about it, bitch? You know, and I was just like, and I was like, nothing. (laughs) I just kept walking because the guy that was working at the West Side Market, he was standing outside and. He saw the whole thing and he's like, oh, yeah, she's crazy. You okay, know, yeah. I was like, yeah, she must roam around here being just yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I and I truly feel yeah. bad for for a lot of people who have mental illness. It's not addressed enough. Mm. And actually, once I can start to have a nonprofit myself or donate money to something, I want to bring awareness to mental health because mm. I think it's really important, especially. Mm in the day and age like you were talking about social medias and different things and just media in general Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it can be a toxic environment and it puts people in their heads and then they don't feel comfortable in themselves because they just are so consumed with what others are doing and i think meditation and yoga and like just having certain habits that you do yourself every day to make yourself happy like eat healthy food Mm -hmm. that's something my mom is is also a dietitian we didn't mention that and she knows a lot about food and health and i would love to partner with her at some point in the future and bring awareness to these topics because they're so hugely important to the mental health and the health of every like the Mm -hmm. whole community and Mm -hmm. especially in america the food is awful
1: i want to talk about your creative process you know what does that look like for you are you just in your room like a mad scientist on the piano for like hours freaking out sweating or like what are you just walking around in the park what are you doing to uh tap into your creative juices
0: It's actually both It really is both um a great friend of mine who I haven't talked to in forever Jake O'Connor he's a bassist who I met at University of North Florida and um they had a band that they just started called the Fritz Okay and they were a few of them were in the classical program a few of them were in the jazz program but they were so cool they were the older guys you know and i was a freshman and i would go to all their shows and bring all my friends i was like their first fan what's up fritz (laughs) but yeah they um and they inspired me a lot and he said to me once late night after hang you know he said you know what kelly green sometimes you gotta shed life (laughs) (laughs) and i will never in my life because i said oh no i shouldn't have hung i should have been practicing you know And I think that a lot, you know, I'm like, oh man, like I shouldn't have, you know, gone out and seen that show or hung as late with the guys or with, with the girls or whoever I was hanging with, you know, Mm, oh man, I should have been, should have woken up early in practice, but it's good to find a balance, you know? And, um, so yeah, sometimes I find inspiration from hearing a wind chime or from walking down the street and noticing, um, you know, a certain flower or the way the wind is blowing or a certain sound, um. Or train horn, anything like that. And then also sometimes I'm I'm practicing when you know, when I was writing music in high school, it was it was a lot of times because I was practicing a certain technical exercise and I might mess it up, play it different, and I would say, Ooh, I like that. Repeat that. Put a little bass thing under it. Then start feeling feelings that I felt in high school, whatever that was. You know, oh you know, oh I love this person, or oh, like, you know. I'm feeling this certain way, so I would write a song based on that. So, you know, it's both.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: okay. I'm like inspired that. by lots of things.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too, man.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah,
1: I do. I want to get into uh, mentorship, so I feel like you have a lot of mentors. And I want to hear about them and, and hear about how those mentors, you know, shaped you and shaped your path
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: in the music business.
0: Well, I mean, first of all, I got to give it up to my parents, you know, my dad just always just being an example, you know, always practicing, having like a routine and always like just loving the music and being excited about records and being excited about the bass and Hey, I need you to come and listen to this tone. How does the tone sound now? Change some knobs. I'm like, oh, it's a little mids. Okay, okay, it's turning. You know, he's like, Kelly, I need your ears. You know, and and just having him respect me in that way too, even at such a young age, like trusting my ears on like his sound. He's like, your ears are better than mine. Like I'm (laughs) like, that's so sweet, you know. And like having that responsibility. um, But I also always wanted him to think I was perfect. You know, I never wanted him to have to say like oh no it's it's this or like you know i I just wanted it to be perfect mm-hmm. um so that's an interesting thing and you know my mom always inspired me and just encouraged me always always not any sort of like question mm-hmm. as far as like what do you want to do or whatever it was like right, you yeah. do you and i'm mm-hmm. here for you and you know my my elementary school music teacher debbie clifton she was awesome and we did little plays, you know, from when I was like in fourth grade. And I would, I mean, actually, we did one in kindergarten and I had a solo. You know, I auditioned okay, okay. for the solo. Me and my teddy bear. Yeah. <laughs> have no worries. Have no cares. I mean, I remember, I remember it like it was yesterday. I, I just, I don't wow, know. Wow. Yeah. So she was really inspiring by doing like all these little programs with the kids. And, um, you know, and then in, in undergrad at UNF, I had... Lynn Ariel was a great piano teacher. You know, she gave me fundamentals that were things that like, no, you have, like, you need to be able to do this. Like, how can you not do this? Like, this is something you have to do before you can move on. And I think that's important to be having strict things, but also having a looseness within it, you know, to Mm -hmm. express yourself. And then, of course, I mean, Mulgrew Miller was one of the biggest influences for me because he came... As a guest artist, even when I was in high school, with um, One for All, wow, David Hazeltine couldn't make it one day down to Florida, and they brought Mulgrew, wow, and I was wow. standing at the end of the piano, and he played a solo, "I Love You," and I was like, "This is what? <laughs> what? Mind blown. Yeah, I was just like, Phew. yeah, but uh, and and you know, since then, then I, you know, I went to Willing- uh, UNF, and then it was, and then he came as a guest artist my last year there at UNF. And I had auditioned at William Patterson for the master's program and hadn't heard yet. So I was real nervous to meet him, you know. And we did a bunch of master classes. He was there for a few days. And then they did a concert with Carmen Bradford was singing. And she was lovely as well. And, um, you know, she was more than willing to share at dinner and things like that. And Mulgrew was too. He was just such an open, loving person. Mm-hmm. And I just, I remember in the masterclass, like they were like, any questions? And it was just me raising <laughs> my hand over and over again. Like, how do you know when you're ready to go to New York? Right, right, what do right. you think about it? How do you, you know, all these things about going to New York, playing of in course. New York. I was hungry for the information. Mm-hmm. Finally, I had the nerve to ask Mulgrew, hey, I auditioned at William Patterson. You know, I haven't heard yet. He's like, looks at me with this look. He's like, Really? you haven't heard anything that's strange let me check when I get back Wow. sure enough a week later I got an email from Dr. Dempsey who's also a great mentor too and and Tim Newman over there those that loving people who just care about music and and about the students and um yeah he said Mulgrew was impressed with you personally and musically and he wants you in our program Wow. so that was incredible and then I got to sit right next to him and shake his huge hand and say thank you so much. Right, right. And every time I heard something incredible on the piano around the halls, I run in, phone recording right. already, just putting it right there on the piano. Like I'm gonna get that, yeah, like of course s- sound in his originals and his sound and the way that he created his own community. And we we sorely, sorely miss Mulgrew Miller. Yeah, yeah. So
1: this this next portion of the show is one of my favorites i call it the word game and so the way it works is i say a word you tell me the first story that comes to mind okay do not filter sure sacrifice
0: i mean i would say time when you dedicate your life to a an instrument a specific instrument or a specific music music in general you sacrifice time to Dedicate yourself to that, you know, and that takes a lot, you know, you could do so many other things with that time, but you it's almost like you sacrifice your whole life for for the music. I don't know. I don't have any specific. It's a daily thing. You know, I luckily haven't had any situations that I've had to sacrifice anything super deep necessarily. Actually, you know what? I had to sacrifice being near my family Mm. to be in New York to play the music and to learn the best like to my ability because I really miss my family and I really wish I could be there with my grandma and my mom but I have to sacrifice that and when they come up and visit I want to sacrifice some of my time with the music to spend with them mm-hmm. because time is so moves so quickly so
1: yeah, yeah focus
0: not being distracted by all the all the social media and like internet and whatever just focus on the things that you know, that you care about, it's hard, especially when there's so much going on. And as an artist, there's, we have a million jobs. It's like, we can't just practice because no one will know you if you don't go hang and meet people. But if you hang and meet people all the time and you don't practice, then you feel rusty. So you have to like be structured in your focus and spend the time that you feel like you need focusing on different things. And I think with students, it's great to, learn an instrument and learn how to focus a lot of my students have a hard time doing that you know i'll be in the middle of talking about intervals or you know what what's major and what's minor someone walks in the door and everybody just turns around it's like they can't just i'm like just it doesn't matter who just walked in like we're in the middle of doing something so just focus on that and i think that's something that we really need to work on with mm-hmm. students especially younger students that have phones yeah, because we didn't have that when I was a kid so it's, it was very different hope I think we can only hope for more love and more connection between people I wrote a song called Daily Lies and in the bridge it says yesterday seems like a dream come true for every boy and girl how can we safely redeem our world and save our mother earth mm. That's to me is hopeful it's like, okay, let's figure out how we can navigate, you know, the world. And we need scientists. We I've hope that. Like, there are young people out there that are very smart. And if they focus and sacrifice their time and focus mm-hmm. and hope for a brighter future and, and put their their minds to something to fix the ozone layer and to recycle more and figure out how to deal with the waste that we have and like the usage that we have above the, of the earth i i mean i think hope is important to have a lot of people have lost hope you yeah, know a lot mm-hmm. of people are just like defeatist about oh we're all gonna die anyway it's like yeah but you might as well make the best of it while we're here why not mm-hmm. you know and maybe the earth will last longer if we start to implement some environmental changes now
1: yeah We're coming to an end. We're coming to an end. I know I'm wearing you out. Final stretch. (laughs) (sighs) This is the last question. And I ask everyone who comes on the podcast this question. And the question is, what are the three things you're most thankful for?
0: Well, uh, just family and friends. Then love. Feeling loved all around you. And actually, I think that goes with everything we've talked about. Is like and and being able to possess those feelings. Sometimes people say, Oh, I wish I didn't have any of these feelings. I feel so bad. It's like, but if you don't feel bad, you're never gonna feel good. Mm. You know, you should embrace it. When you cry, cry hard. (laughs) When you love, love hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm so grateful that I've had a loving family and I've and here in New York City, I've met so many people like yourself who are just passionate about the music and who love it. And we could sit for hours and talk about the music and check out records and, and just and look back at the history of the music and bring it forward to now. Mm. And um I'm so grateful for the community in New York. You know, you there's things to be dark about, but I think there's a lot more positivity than if we look for it than people give it credit. So yeah. I'm thankful for that and I'm thankful for, you know, the spirits who've bestowed upon me the the willingness and the love of the music um to continue it and i'm thankful for the opportunity to play for Mm -hmm. people and allow them that moment of (sighs) where they close their (laughs) eyes and they just sit back and are like oh i'm just gonna enjoy this moment and it's like meditation you know Mm -hmm. we allow people to feel freedom for just even if it's for a minute after their stressful day yeah yeah so i'm thankful for that nice Man, yeah.
1: before we go, I do want to give you an opportunity to plug anything you got coming up, your website, your gigs, social media, anything.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's all there. <laughs> kellygreenpiano.com and uh there's links to everything else on there. It would be great to have more followers on my page. Um and anybody that knows any sort of way to do that, uh, reach out. Any any I'm really grateful for anybody that listens to my music. And has anything positive to say. I love the personal messages more than anything, honestly. Somebody saying, Hey, this is great, and it made me feel like this. Or mm-hmm. oh hey, I listen mm-hmm. to this every day. I said, Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like great. I just hope that people can enjoy. So
1: So f- just for them, so they know how to spell it, Kelly Green, piano.com. You spell green.
0: Just like the color. So K-E-L-L-Y-G-R-E-E-N-Piano. P-I-A-N-O dot com. And um my facebook page is kelly green jazz Mm -hmm. and you can also hashtag our kelly green trio we have a little tour coming up in san francisco next week actually so Mm -hmm. it's a little late Uh, april 17th through the 20th we're at a place called black cat
1: oh yeah i love that place yeah, yeah
0: and i'm really really excited for the opportunity to perform out there with my trio featuring Alex Tremblay and Evan Hyde. Mm. And we have a lot of new material and music to share, so we hope that'll make the world a better place. And we're going to Florida, too. Oh, cool. So nice, come check us out. All the dates are on the website.
1: Cool. So y'all check it out, kellygreenpiano.com. And uh, yeah, Kelly, thanks for coming on the Working Artist Project.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: If you like what you heard, you know what to do. Hit that subscribe button. The Working Artists Project is brought to you by Second Line Arts Collective. Find out more at secondlinearts.org. I'm Darian Douglas, and this is the Working Artists Project.